the wand, a puff of smoke, and the magic man pulls one out of the hat. I still, still can't believe it happened. Welcome to the Marrera's Magic Podcast. I'm Selby, your host. With us, as always, Xavier Ellis. G'day, Zave. Oh, great to be here, mate. Just came uh, straight off the golf course and oh. shot the lights out, as oh. per usual. <laughs> Not meant to tell the wife, I told you. Oh, and then you go check this. on the Instagram, yeah, you put up a story this. of his player. So I pretend that's a throwback. Yeah, this was recorded, um, what is the uh, date today? Uh, Friday. This was recorded Friday the 6th. Of, this, of Jan. Uh, welcome, second episode of the pre-season pods. As mentioned last week, we're going to do a few of these up until the launch of the season guide, which is on track for 1st of Feb, or early Feb, I shouldn't have said 1st of Feb, I stitched myself up. Early Feb, early I tell you, just in case early Feb. bugs and tweaks, but it's looking good. It's uh, I'm excited to get it out there because there's a few tweaks from prior years. A couple of top-line tweaks. Top-line tweaks, well, actually some big overhauls at some point, so I'm yeah. um, excited to get that out, but it, up until then, we'll be doing a few of these pods today. We've uh, got a big one, actually. We're going to go through early look, very early look, yeah. so I'm still on my way ch- ch- um, punching through these profiles, but we're going to have an early look at the best 22 players, <laughs> or who I think top six defenders, Jeez, six a, forwards. It's a bit of info to be spitting out early, Selv. It is a bit. We usually tuck that away for the for the, the season guide for the guiders. Well, one, it's, it's it's likely to change over the course of pre. There's no better form line than pre-season footy. Amy's. I know there's only one or two games now, but this time last year, I wouldn't have thought Hewitt would have been any good. Yeah. Patrick Cripps any good. Come pre-season, they both have thirty odd playing that role. So that tells a tale. Remember how good Cripper was looking in that pre-season game. Now you wind back to what he looked like. Yeah, we should have backed it for the Bradley there. Jesus, but. And that's part of the charm of this season guide is that because it's it's all online, that it updates daily. With yeah. any time news comes in, ranks, comments, symbols, icons, burning up the track, whatever it is, interrupted pre-season gets updated as it, as it goes on. But it is an early look prior to any real pre-season news coming in. And again, this is for AFL Fantasy. We're obviously giving content for Supercoach as well, but that will be on a... Separate podcast, this is purely AFL Fantasy, best 22 as of early January, Ooh. straight into it. I still don't know whether you should be on this, but anyway. Well, no, well, this is the yeah. other thing, best 22. We all say best 22, and I've mentioned this a few times now. Old school mentality, this is a lot more... What mentality do you did you use when you won twice? Well, it's new school mentality, which is you just want to yeah. pick, pick players who are going to improve on their position and work your way up to a best 22 come the back end of the buyers. Yeah. Because you've got two trades per week. A bit of super coach analysis of this, and we'll talk about this in the super coach pod. But the old school mentality was well, you got limited trades is before there's yeah, so well, say you've got 30 trades a year, that means there's 15 upgrade downgrades, there's 15 players in your field you're going to turn around, you're going to probably have five injuries, you're probably going to muck up five. Mm. So there's probably 10 spots which you need to lock in, which you can change. You probably want to lock in. 22, yeah, oh sorry, 12 try nail, of yeah. the best, start yeah. the season with 12 of the best, fill the best with rookies. Whereas now with all these trades, we've got up our sleeve and an extra round this year in due to that, um, what do they call it? Magic gather, round. Gather round. Oh, yeah, whatever We like call them the magic round, but the gather round, yeah. that's an extra round of two yeah, trades. I'm not, not happy about that, actually. There's an extra buy round. Yeah. So there's an extra week of trades. So I think there's 50 trades you've got in your AFL fantasy team this year for the season, which is more than we've ever had. Yeah, plenty. So you don't need to start with the best 22. You just want to start with people who are going to increase in their pricing and keep doing the churn and churn and churn. So even like looking at last year's team, Matt Mottram, who nailed his starting squad, he ended up, I think he hit the lead record amount, maybe round nine or ten, and held on throughout. Got pretty dicey by the end. But he started with two of the what ended up being the mm. top six defenders in Hewitt and Short. 
only one. I was sure he would have had a Doherty in there. Nah, well, this time last year, Doherty was, was so yeah, good on his bed. Course, we'll talk yeah, about him in a bit. Yeah. Mids, he only had one of the end up final top eight, and that was Lockie Neal. Lockie, yeah. He only had one of the top two rucks, which ended up being a great call because lots of people started. Gorn Grundy, yeah. Who, mind you, Gorn was number one ruck over the course. Was he of number year, one by a margin, or? Well, English had a huge start, which yeah. then made it not as big of a margin, but there was a bit of a, a gap. English to three. went missing with the and then English, forwards. Yeah. He started with only two of the top six. So we're talking best twenty-two. He and who were those two? With uh, Dunks and Cogs. Yeah. So he started with six of the top. 22 players in fantasy. So when we all talk old school mentality, you want to have 12 keepers, which those who play Supercoach will talk about, you definitely do want to target close to that number in Supercoach because you've got those limited trades at the end and you need to get those best 22 by the end. Mm. With 50 trades, six is about all you really need to be doing. Ideally, you would have wanted more. Like he would have started, I think he started a Josh Kelly who he had earmarked to be a top eight, as did I. So ideally, you want to have more than that, but it's not the be all and end all these top, Best 22, but yeah. if you can get one who, like you look at the ones he got, Hewitt, Short, not as much, Neil, English, Dunk, oh, yeah, Dunk did, and then Cogs, they all outperformed their price as well as being that best 22, being that whole home did, run. Out of interest, did he week. start with any of the million dollar? No. Nah. Didn't start with either uh, Took or Steel, but the thing is, um, we'll talk about this in a, in a bit, like... The top scorer from last year is not always going to be the top scorer from this year. No, of course. From, from this year is going to be last year. Like we mentioned, uh, Steele and Took last year. Everyone had them top of the rankings. but they Took got going. Led was the one who popped out. No, Led was seventh best scorer overall in 2021 and finished the best scorer yeah. last year. The year before, Took Miller was the best scorer. And the year before, 2020, 2020, he was a 33rd best. So he came, when you're doing your rankings, you think, yeah. oh, shit, who's going to be the best? Two come from 33rd best. Have you seen a pre-season photo of him? Yeah, he's looking... Re- oh, mind you, I haven't seen a bad pre-season photo of anyone. I think they've got a nice little filter. Have you ever seen any of me? <laughs> you needed this filter, mate. Well, they all look like I had COVID before COVID was a thing. But you needed the Petrarca slash Taranto slash... I'll tell you what, Christian uh, Petrarca's in for a year. Yeah, we'll before. talk about him yeah. in, a, in a minute. Uh, not best tweet too, but there's some interesting insights on him, but... Took went from the 33rd best fantasy player to the best. So that's the sort of jump you can have. Yeah. So that's why when you look to these millions, Gorn went from the fifth best in 2019 to the best in 2020. Grundy, the third best to the best. The only person in the last five years who's gone from maintain their position at the top is Sam, oh, sorry, Sam Mitchell, Tom Mitchell, yeah. who went 2017, got 127, then they backed it up with a 129. So when we talk about those million-dollar men... Mitchell proved a good starting squad and pick got, and in could, probably could have the year after if he didn't break his break leg. His ex, he improved. Yeah. So, like, we talk about Laird, who's over the million bucks this year, and even last year, if had it been a Took and a Steel, they would have been good starting picks if they maintained mm. their average or even increased their outputs. So it's never, oh, put a line through these guys because they're expensive. It's like, well, do you think they can improve? And we'll speak about Laird when we get to the midfielders, but there's scope for him also to improve. But let's start, as we always do, at the top. Now the game's open too, by the way. Open. Is the app going? Up and, uh, app, I think app normally takes a bit of time. I Give think me it's the app. How am I meant to do it when I'm bloody sitting at work? Mm. Well, you saw last year I sat it on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> that never stopped you. So I've just gone from saying just because they were number one last year doesn't mean they're going to be number one this year, but it's hard to pick your best defender coming into this year without saying Sam Doherty's going to be the number one mm. scorer. 
He averaged last year 110, which is crazy for a defender. Normally, yeah. you pitch your premium defence, you throw a blanket over, and they average around 100 mark, and your midfielders are those 110 plus, and that's where you want to spend mm. the money. But for him to show that he can do that 110, it wasn't just 110, we mentioned him earlier. This time last year, we were doing the podcast, you had a photo up of him. Yeah. On his bed. Yeah. No, he looked sick as a dog, didn't no he? No pre-season. Yeah. Came out, played that one game. Where we kicked that goal in the round one. Round one yeah. against Richmond. We thought, oh, that's a feel-good story. Yeah. No one started in yeah. their fantasy squad. He still averaged 106 first half year, then went 115 to finish. Went bang, 118 last five. So he got better and better as the season went on to finish 110. So on that mark, now he's going to have a full pre-season mm. on his belt. I think he got tagged once or twice last year, but the, the person was as yeah, impressive did. as Doherty. Was Saad, who ended up being the All Australian half back out of the two. Yeah, he impressed me not fantasy wise, game wise, which is a best news story for Doherty because I think teams are going to shut down Saad before they shut, shut down Doc. Uh, only thing I want to say about this is where did Carlton finish last year? Ninth. Didn't make the finals, so they need to change the way they played. It doesn't stand up. It's not the brand of football that other teams are playing. The successful teams. Are those defenders going to be as influential? That's all I'd say. Well, you make a good point and you look at those top teams. If Carlton want to play the way they, do, they have, of course they will be. But well, they want to win and the, the, the way they play is not winning football. Well, Swans had their best well, second and your gun defenders of the past being a Lloyd. Yeah. They didn't touch a footy like they did in the past. Their team went better. They weren't getting those big, mm. obviously looking at this mould. The one thing, Vossi hasn't come from that school of the Richmond, which we're worried about a few coaches coming from there and bring McRae, bring yeah. that game style. But Geelong changed their brand. Geelong changed their brand. McRae changed their brand at Collingwood. I just don't reckon Vossi's got it. Has he got it in him? Oh, they have to. Can he coach Vossi? Oh, I think he can. But like, they've got the perfect... Like Crippa is the perfect player for that mentality. Yeah, he is. Hewitt's yeah. the perfect player for that mentality. Like... Adam Chera, who they've brought over, isn't really, you wouldn't think, because he's the cream on top, but for a nice game style. Interesting. That's the only thing I'm saying. No, no, that's that's what you're there for. That's what you're there for, because if it was just for purely, they played the same game style again, I think he won't get tagged. He's got the preseason. He can improve on that 110, make him the number one defender. You're right, though. Like, they don't. Something has to change. They don't need him having 35. No, it doesn't work. Number two, the surprise packet from last year, and it just shows, I talked about Toot jumping from 33rd best. To best, this guy, Jack Sinclair, went oh, from the wow. 132nd best player in fantasy the year before to the 16th best last year with his 103. Mm. And just when you watched him, you didn't realise he's a 28-year-old who's been doing it for nine or eight years. He has to have the tag button. Every single coach has to have the tag button next to him, surely. He's the only player at St Kilda that you would think is taggy, ta- like a taggable player. Sydney took him out of the game. A couple of times. I, I just see him as, if you're coaching against them, you go midfield can just stand up head-to-head, but Sinclair off half-back is, is like a firecracker. Yeah, now that they've flagged that they're playing Hill back on the wing, Hill's which I back think he on the should wing, yeah. be, they've got no, who else is driving? They have like that, um, oh, who's that good back pocket of theirs who locks Wilkie? down? Wilkie? He was a rookie listed player, but Wilkie's one. Yeah. Oh. Cost me four cartons of beer, him making the squad. There's a few others, but anyway, yeah. there's no one there damaging, so he's their key distributor so you're yeah. right so that's the knock on him and again you've come devil's advocate because I'm thinking 103 he made it look so easy with his kick-ins playing on there's no reason why he can't do but they haven't lost their talent either so regardless whether they might have someone run with them or not like they're still he's still an exceptional player yep yep so that was a, there was a clear top three defenders last year I've just easily just plugged and played put the three and so I think Sinclair's going to have I don't think he's going to improve because that tag's going to be but a threat. lot of teams don't tag either so that's just a one-off sort of threat 
But I do, yeah. Hill out of the way is a uh, is also one of those ones where you go, well, Brady, yeah. Maybe. Jordan Dawson, number three, couldn't be more impressive. Impressed by him in his first season at the Crows. Yeah, just but a nice footballer. Same issue that he's. How many nice footballers are there at Adelaide? Not a heap. No, there's not. I don't know if you're tagging against Adelaide too often. Well, you're not tagging the midfield probably though. You're not no. tagging Barry Keys, Led. But I mean, half, Schoenberg. yeah, yeah. Half. So my point for Doherty was game style needs to change. St Kilda, I don't think it's going to change. I think Adelaide's going to be pretty similar. And I think Jordan Dawson is good enough to, to wiggle his way around it. All right. Well, I've got him third best. Yeah. No, well. what a good player to watch too. The interesting name who I've got coming number four is Angus Brayshaw. And it's funny, he, he had that switch to the midfield, what was it, three years ago when he came yeah. runner-up in the... The third in the four Brownlee, years was ago, it? yeah, and he plays that midfield dominated. And since people forget the start of the next year. People are like, oh, Gussie was was just racial. No good. Like he went off the boil. First three or four games, he was having like thirty six and kicking goals, and then he sure got he moved. Scored a one sixty in the Amy off yeah. sixty percent game time. It's all fancy. Yeah, like, oh, here we go again. He, no, he even he, started the season well, and people forget, like, and then it just changed. He ruined fans. Yeah. and then he, that premiership year, he was playing this defensive winger who's. Yeah. I think he came off a sixty nine average the year before. Jeez, he was good in that grand final, and that was full season, including the grand final. I think home and away, he might have averaged mm. sixty two. We spoke about him last year, saying, "Well, he's." To put a line through him. He moved to half yeah. back when Salem got injured. Yeah, huge great. games where he was getting the 15 marks or even more, maybe. He had a game where he was through the roof with the sideways lateral control of the football. Yeah, I reckon if they made the grand final, he probably could have made all Australian half yeah. back flanker. But then he moved in the midfield and did a few tagging rolls or whatever he did. But last five games, he averaged 110 as a midfielder. So, so I reckon he's an interesting one, uh, Gus. And I've got a little line of sight on what's happening at Melbourne. Just a small line of sight. Well, you've got a birdie there. The I think the only birdies are at nah, Northbourne, nah. West Coast and uh, Collingwood. Oh, please, Don't mate. tell me you've got one popping in the hat. I've got an Avery, mate. Um, no, I think it might be... You know, the, what's, what is the most dominant position type of player in AFL football? Ha- the half forward midfield, like the yeah, Dusty yeah, Martin, Petrarca, Dugowie. Uh, I think Gussie's role is going to be dictated by what Petrarca does. So does he play half forward and kick 40 and average 25? Well, that's a far more damaging player than 30 in the midfield. Uh, so I reckon it also defend, depends on Goodwin. Uh, I think uh, Melbourne fell in a hole last year. They were nine and zip or whatever they were. And remember the conversations around, gee whiz, will they, will yeah, they go undefeated? undefeated? I think Goodwin will have a little, have his back up a little bit in terms of opportunity gone now. All of a sudden, they're back in the pack. Will he want to have um, Petrarca have 36 in the midfield? Maybe. But I think it'll purely dictate what they want to do with Petrarca. It might be a 50-50 and Gussie's in there for 50% of the time or whatever it is. But I, I think his role is going to be dictated by what they do with Christian Petrarca. Well, looking at Petrarca's nick and you were just talking about what he... He documents pretty well the work he, he does. He has now, yeah, he starts documenting on Instagram and TikTok. And He's working as if he wants to be a man who can run in the midfield and run all day. Yeah. But I think you're right, for the betterment of that team, he probably needs to be more. Yeah. Of Where would you play in Petrarca? Uh, I would have, well, I think Clary Oliver is the best midfielder. So take away the split role players who are the cream. Uh, gee, I just think they do lack one extra star in that midfield. If if Petrarca doesn't go in there, so I think I'm still putting him in the mids. And then Brayshaw in the mid. Oh, sorry, Petrarca in Petrarca the mids. in the mids. Uh, I think because what are they going to do? What are they going to do with Grundy? So they're going to be another tall down there. 
I'm thinking it's a 50-50 sort of role. If Angus can get 50% CBAs, which is what he did in the last five, averaging 110, mm. then we know he can score. Like, he tackles, he marks, he does it all. Yeah. If he plays back line, like he did for the first half last year, 0% CBAs, he still averaged 99. So I think he's going to be a top six regardless. Yeah. Priced at 10... No, mm. priced at 99. Going to give you an American saying here. It was a contract year last year. Now he signed it. Now he signed six years. Yeah, he might have... Well, yeah, my birdie tells me that the yeah. Anyway, I think he's, I think he's going to be alright. Yeah, I think he's going to be alright. Fifty so I think fifty he's be top yeah. six with yeah. the upside. We talked about those top three, how they can have their downfall. Doherty probably upside because he missed the preseason. Whereas looking at those, one who can really go would be if Brayshaw does get himself in the midfield and, and mm. goes at one oh five plus, which as a defender is a, is a great gig. It gets it a bit thinner from there. So my number five is Tommy Stewart who was found out a bit late in the season with one injury suspension, but also the tag. Yeah. So over the course of the season, he still averages 91. That included that game he got knocked out on halfway through the second quarter. Remember that? Yeah. the Bulldogs. I was smashing them. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He started off like a house on fire. He's coming off a 169. I think he had had 40 or 50 in the first quarter. 44. Yeah, yeah. And then he got tagged... uh, St Kilda did the job on him through whether it was a Winhager or an Owens, one of them yeah. did it, and he got tagged again. So I think his last five games, 79 average, 71 in final, they still got it done. So the question hard is... Hard to well, miss four weeks of footy. And then get back into uh, it. Uh, do you find your swing, I reckon? So the question is, well, do t- teams now see how damaging, do they do more tags? He's going to be more that 83 he averaged post-buyer, or can he be the 101 pre-buyer, which priced at 94 I think regardless, he's going to go 90 plus at just whether he takes that next level up. But I've got him as my fifth best defender. Then coming up at six, which again, getting a bit thin, didn't quite know how to go. And what tipped me over the edge, I said I'd try not to follow too much preseason goss, but old David King put up a tweet saying something about Nick Takos Brownlow. Absolutely flying track work in everything. Yeah. Playing, you'd be very happy to know playing half back. Half back. But starting half back and just running through the midfield being used at all. Well, some of the games last year he played was unbelievable. And, and yep, okay, I agree. He's, he he would be in there if he if he's fit. He he's so good. We averaged eighty eight in his debut season, which you'd think you're gonna. What come. did he drop last five? Oh, that was the finals when he got a bit of attention. Actually, yeah, finals he still averaged ninety five in the finals. Yeah, okay. And Back half year post buy he averaged ninety. So yeah, that was an increased kicking number. I think it was ten percent foot pre buy when Pendles was down there for a little bit. Yeah. So you think he's going to improve his second year, and I think he's going to be improved enough to get a top six, which is yeah. rare for. I'm a not brownlowing him, but yeah, that good call. Okay, now we're into the the money men, the midfield, and only I, think, I don't know whether it's because I like him or because I've. It's hard for someone to go back-to-back highest-scoring players in the comp two years, but I've, I've bumped Laird down to number two. I've gone Ooh. Jack Steele to bounce back. Ooh. You, can, was, you can just see Ross the Boss having a Lenny Hayes crush on Steele. He'd love And he, Ross love the Boss him. hasn't come again from that mindset of low-possession yeah. football. He was 121 the year before, second-best player to Took, but I think he finished 134 post-by when he was up and running, got his tackles. Last year, he had a poor year. One game he got in, he did his AC join or collarbone. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came, we got a 60-odd for that game. Came back and he took a while to start getting his tackles up. Got his tackles up going late. I think he was 115 post by. Also, his shoulder wouldn't have been fine. No. Just because he's playing doesn't mean he's... Got like, back a little yeah. bit early from it. So he's priced 111. 
one fifteen post by had that injury interrupted game into that plus yeah, mm. heart attack when he returned. I think a new coach impressing new coach is always a thing too. Yeah, well, we saw that with once your coach gets sacked, so different level. But Patrick Cripps as captain. Yeah. Coach gets sacked. You think, all right, boys, come with me last year. This year, Jack Steele, coach gets sacked. He's a captain. Yeah. Let's, let's go. So I've got him bouncing to number one. Rory Laird, I've got him number two. It's hard to see him really regressing given I don't think he's going to get the tag because he's not that nah. Petrarca mould midfielder. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's good for their game style. Look, we really like Rory Laird. But there was games where he had, I reckon he had 29 handballs in one game. And yeah. I know it's not big scoring if you hand, but like, if you're trying to develop young kids, I just don't think that's the brand of footy you want to do. Well, but 19 handballs, 14 kicks is what he averaged for the season. Yeah, the, okay. the big winner, which is why he's going to have a higher floor in his scoring, was his eight tackles. Yeah. The only oh, thing is tough. some he, of those games are those 20-odd tackles, which I can't see him replicating. Oh, I someone needs to audit that game that of football. game against Adelaide. They're down in Geelong. Down in Geelong, sorry. So they might come back a little bit. I know he averaged 129 post by, which shows Jeez. there is some upside there. So I've still, I think I've got him going at about or above 115 and he's coming off 120. So I think he could even potentially go that 120 again looking at the back half of the year. I just think Steels might just have him. And the other thing with Laird, which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but you look at Cripps, 88% time on ground. Oliver, 89% time on ground. Tom Mitchell, your good midfielders play big yeah. percentages. And don't go forward. Jog to the bench, grab the Gatorade bottle, have a squirt, sit there for two or three minutes, then get back in the mid. Rory Laird, 78%, which yeah. is low, 10% less, which yeah. one you think, well, there's upside there. If he now, it's his first full season last year as a midfield. He moved into the midfield halfway through the year before. Um, so is he, oh, sorry, the year before that it was, but. Does he then think, all right, get me up to 84%? Yeah. But there's some players I played with or and know that there's a perfect level. Yeah, Dane Swan was always... Yeah, yeah, if they go higher, then they just lose all output. So then it's like, well, geez, if it's not going to go up from there, was he pretty lucky to snare 120 from 78? Like, his points per minute through the roof. Yeah. If, if, you got to, if you told me he's going to play 85, it's like, all right, well, there's the upside. He's going to average 135 again. Yeah. 78, is he still going to get those games with tackles? What, what kids of them at uh, Crows got in the mid? Berries. Taking that leap. But he, he's in there, so he's, he's already in there. in there. Yeah, I reckon Keyes is starting to push out. I think they've realised... He, no, he's out. He's not in the... He print. He's the, Sam, the Tom Mitchell, Sam Mitchell uh, thing. Schoenberg's the one who upped his CBAs as the season went on last year. I've seen enough to, of him to realise... I don't think he's going to be there. Who's the young star? Well, they haven't really got one. That's why I think Dawson will get the tag. Rankin, they've flagged saying they're going to run him through the midfield... But that's why I think Laird's going to... They're not going to be like, no. all right, we, it's not like we're at Hawthorne with Mitchell and O'Meara and they've got Ward, Moore, uh, Newcomb, let's get these young kids a go. Like, we're talking Barry. Yeah. So I think his role's going to... And that, hence why I've still got him... Sit, I haven't got a fall from Grace from him. No, I've no, he's in him. there, yeah. Uh, where else have we got here? Uh, third, I've got Took Miller. Just look at his pre-season photo. It's enough said. That's enough said. <laughs> and I think he there was a took him a while to get going last year. I think it he was one oh eight first half after he averaged one twenty two the year before. Didn't tackle tackle numbers are down. He was a tennis court contest. Yeah. He kind of pulled a groin, but then he it was a tennis the court year. net too, wasn't he? For one, remember one? It was like he had, it was, we said he had sore groins or whatever because he kept getting caught in between. He could not make the contest, and it was so unsuitable like. And then second half of the year, what what did he do? 
He went one thirteen, and but that included a few. He got t- uh, McDonald from got him, yeah. And I think he got, I think he might even got twice, yeah. He got done, yeah. Uh, kangaroos tagged him yeah. late in the year. So they're all names we've been seeing their names for the last couple of years. One who hasn't been in the top eight for or at least last year, Tommy Mitchell. I've got him back in there. We spoke enough about him last week about system going into a team who don't get a heap of the footy, but they don't need he. He'll be fine getting his tackles, little soccer, soccer on, pick it up, little hand. Flip it over his head. head. He averaged, well, 53% CBAs. He's going to be their 85% CBA man this Correct. year and get himself to a, a score, which I think is going to be 115 plus, which will be a, a top eight number, which will be prove a great buy given his price. The other one I've got bouncing back as well is a Jack McRae. Ooh. He had a down, Ooh. down, down year last year with a what, what do you reckon? You, what, what would you think would make him be, be an improvement? So before last year, he went 2018, 123, 116, 112, 116. He's a 115 plus midfielder. Yeah, huge. When he plays midfield, CBA, 75%, 75%, 78%. Last year went to 64%. And I've mentioned this to you before. When he gets pushed out of the midfield, his head drops and he sulks. He's a bit of gaffy about it. Oh, that's a bit of a cheap shot. <laughs> Fremantle supporter. Whereas Dunkley gone. Bailey Smith needs to go in there. I know he runs around the wings beautifully or whatever, but he's got that explosion, Bailey Smith. Yeah. Well, that's the risk is that, and also Bont wasn't as big in the midfield as he was the prior Well, Bont year. looked sore as a boil from yeah. the start of the season. Or flagged him. He's played forward a bit. So where I think McRae will get back to his mid-70s, which is where he was. Yeah. On 20, those years where he's 115 plus, I don't think he's going to go 115 plus, but I think he can go 110 plus. Ooh, that might, that might be a carton for us. 110 the line? Oh, I, I do. Yeah, whatever. Pick it up. I, I, I can't see him improving. I think that the pace of him slows the game a bit and the Bulldogs, I think, might need to go a bit quicker. The one I've got dropped, that's a good point you make there. One thing I've dropped... Down from last year, and like all these players, I've still they've got them in their top eight. It's not like I think they're going to have a big regression or have a slouch. But Andy Brayshaw, who was the second highest scorer last season, I've got him dropping down slightly, and he comes in on my list as number six midfielder after the ones before. So Brayshaw, Freo fan, obviously love him. Has that perfect combo of. Takes his outside marks. Like you, you picked this before anyone picks it, but you think he's a hard nose inside mid. Which he certainly doesn't shirk a contest. So he's got that hard nose about him. I th- yeah, he's hard and he tackles and he smothers. He does all those things. I don't have the number here, but I think he was ranked like 85th in the comp for clearances. He might have been fifth best at free. Remember, we went through the patches of like one clearance a game, one center clearance a game, zero center clearances a game. Which is why these super coaches, when he was getting his best on ground, were complaining that he only got these low scores because he actually didn't clearance where he get the points. He's off and racing. Fantasy. Yeah. We don't need clearances. We need marks and tackles. That's yeah. where the points are. And That's he's exactly gone. exactly what he does. He averaged almost five marks a game and six tackles a game, both of those over the average of the top eight mids. So he's still with that combo. The knock on that, especially the elite marks of averaging that many a game and a big component of his scoring is that if he were to get tagged... You're not getting those uncontested marks he was getting. And the 15-metre chippity-chips, I don't think that is an effective brand of footy. That's the keepings off stuff. Fine if you're trying to slow a game down or whatever, but I think sometimes Fremantle clicked into it because they didn't have a forward. You know when you don't have that 
get it in for someone to have a go and you think, oh, shit, have it, Andy, short 15 or whatever. Yeah, well, Geelong weren't doing that. That's a big uh, switch from their game style. They used to be the yeah, favourite. the king of, of it. Kick it Mitch Duncan. Then, and Then yeah. Mitch Duncan really fell last year because they weren't doing those kicks. But Dockers haven't got a four this year. No. <laughs> so will they be doing those same things again? I don't know. I, I wouldn't like, have thought. I don't, think it, I don't think it's a good brand of footy. I think it's a panic. Okay. Um, moving on. Play on. Shit. You have it. Oh, there's Andy's run yeah. hard. He's a hard yeah. worker. Because he, he's a neat kicker, but he's no Hayden Young. You know, like It's not like they're trying to get it in his hand, his hands to whack it inside 50. Yeah. It's just because he's working I, hard. Even I think there. Hamish's brother would say, uh, Andy's not the one looping around the back to get the kick. He's the one who's worked his ass off into space to, get the, you know, to make the option. So I still have him high. He's in the top eight. I think those marks might drop, which is a big component of the score because he doesn't win those inside. Fife back. Contestants. Omira in. Yeah. What does that mean for Will Brody? Well, I think he'll get pushed back a little bit. Will yeah. Brody. Mind you, I mentioned last week how much centre bounce action David Mundy was getting last year. Yeah. So there's plenty there up to gra- up for grabs for the Dockers and uh, Brayshaw will still have a great year because he's oh, he'd be huge, hard yeah. working. And he's, yeah, he's so young still. Callum Mills, I've got the next best, who at points last year looked like he was the best player in fantasy. His only knock is that he's so versatile, and I think That's his so centre bounces went from 65% pre-buy to 49% post-buy. because he started on the wing at times, pushed bound back, played that quarterback role. Every time there's a few goals kicked on him, Longmuir would push him back. Yeah, spare man. And they won a lot of games last year, and when they weren't looking up winning, he was pushing them back. So that all they need to do with the top four draw, lose a few more games. Yeah. I still don't think that... Um if Horse went back and looked at it, I don't. I don't remember a time when uh, Mills was pushing back and doing that spare man that became useful. Nah, nah. Um, so the upside to him is that he doesn't get used that spare man. Keeps those CBAs at sixty five percent. Even he run, he did run with the time. Remember yeah. they like, oh, uh, Mills has gone too, and still got his uh, one yeah. ten. And the other upside is this time last year we were getting news that he still had soreness in his Achilles, which yeah. he heard the back in last year. So everyone was gun-shy to start with him. Started low game time the first couple of games and then Jeez, pulled good. the trigger and went good. So He's so good. Upside's still there for Mills. I haven't written him off, but I, it's just harder to trust him than someone else because you know Andy Brasher is going to be in every centre bounce yeah. doing what he does. But it's, it's funny, so when I pick my team, I generally pick players I like a lot of the time. Mills, I just love as a foot to the eye watching yeah. him play. He just does everything so nicely. Good North Shore boy, Callum Mills. Final eight of the top eight mids, and this man finished third highest scorer last year. So a little bit of a, wouldn't say regression, but a, a pullback. And that's Clayton Oliver being the eighth best. I think you're right. I think, and teams cotton on as good as Petraka is, and he's a goal kicker. You forget how damaging he, he doesn't oh just get short little handballs, Clayton Oliver. He gets He's not that little piggy from Bendigo or whatever. It, yeah. Kicks it well, <laughs> runs on. Maybe because it's like, in all seriousness, the pale skin doesn't look flashy. Yeah, he hasn't uh, got the six the, pack. Yeah, uh, he got the red hair bounce. But like, he is a tremendous footballer inside, obviously, but he's an outstanding footballer out in space, too. Yeah, so he went last five when the tags started coming a bit more, 107, which I think that tag's going to come. And he broke his hand, remember? Remember he broke oh, his made, hand? Yeah, that probably yeah. explains maybe the last five a little bit too. Yeah. But I, remember I, he had the glove at times. And I still think they're going to put a bit more time into him. But again, when I say I've still got them in the top eight, it's not like I've got them... Uh, He's splitting hairs, aren't you? We're splitting hairs. And even... Oh, we'll get back to the ones who just missed it when we finish. We'll just quickly knock out the, the forwards, the rucks and the forwards. So number one ruck, there's so much... What's the word... Unknown yeah. around the normal big keys being a Gorn, Grundy, Darcy because Gorn's 
match up with Grundy. Grundy's match up with Gorn, and Darcy's now got Jackson there. At the end of the year, I could still see us going, oh, how, how did we miss the Grundy-Gorn one-two punch? Yeah, I don't know how we can miss it, though. I'd love to say that. I don't know. No, I, I, I don't know how the formula is going to work. I cannot. I can't even draw you a, a, write a slight game plan on how it is. But at the end of the year, they go miraculously. Both kicked a goal in the half a game. Both took. You know how many stoppages a game would there be? Yeah, both had twenty three hitouts. Both had. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Well, the one I think we could look back and talk about later is, is Sean Darcy, knowing that Jackson's there more as they even talk about playing him as a Blitzarves CBA midfielder slash more of a key four than he was as a decoy at Melbourne. But the one who I think has no question about his role is Timmy English, who started showing what he's got last year. Mm-hmm. When he started falling, so I think he started off the season one twelve to start the season, then he got sick and then did a hand. Had the flu, got COVID and then got knocked out. Maybe he got, they, yeah. he got his head rattled. By um, Big Prusy. And then That's <laughs> why Big Prusy got reported more times than he's played. Uh, then Sweet played a few games as well as a as a yeah, the double header. He's now got Lob who famously loves saying he doesn't like rucking. So he's gone there to he, Lob's probably gonna play ten percent, fifteen percent ruck. It's gonna be English all day. Seventh season should be hitting his peak at twenty five. I think he's going to be the safest. It number could be one. a Dean Cox sort of year, maybe. I think Dean. I yeah. mentioned, I reckon, this time last year, Dean Cox. And I fell off my chair. Yeah, and no, I did. I still am, but like, <laughs> in terms of you're wasting him, not having him running around. Yeah. Second gets trickier because we don't know, and I mentioned this last week. The number of teams with new coaches, one of them being St Kilda, Essendon's the mm. other. Who's going to? What Ross the boss is going to do with their ruck setup? He's going to play one ruck or two rucks. So if Rowan Marshall's handed the keys, say here you are, your number one ruck, like we saw the last five games last year when he went one eleven. But who who's playing forward? Well, that's the thing. King going down hurts, mm. and Marshall's a good forward. Well, a, be- a better forward than probably the one sitting in the VFL. The one thing is, Ryder's retired, so he was always the yeah. danger. It's now that uh, big fella. Ooh, I don't know why I've just completely lost his name. You know him. Off the back of the ACL, played the first round or two. Nah. You know the bloke. You remember the bloke. Remember the Saints player kick four on debut or something. Nah, not him. You know the one. Oh, I'm Hayes, Jack yeah, Hayes. Hayes. Well, that's the hope. The hope is it's Jack Hayes who can play a bit like Marshall. Looks like Marshall. Yeah. Plays forward rucks. What swaps with Marshall? Come here, you get I've that. got the St Kilda list coming up. Get the big on. idiot ruckman, <laughs> mate. I, res- I only have res- respect for him. Uh, hang on, right? Where are we? I've got the list up. Oh, it's uh, it is going to be true the fat. We've got Jack Hayes at number eighteen, Marshall at nineteen. Ah, Jesus, where's his big dopes? Come on, you'll be a high number two. Oh, big Tommy Campbell. Tommy Campbell. <laughs> yeah. So he played last when Marshall was doing his best thing. Everyone finally gets in their team late in the year last year. Yeah. Next minute <laughs> they start naming old Ratton. Remember Marshall? Why he got the bloody Chimindavas? He names. He went off his absolute noggins one night, and then the next week he didn't start the well, right. Played oh, yeah. this fella. Of course, he's not having kids. Tommy Campbell. TC. So the risk is, but then the news came out yesterday, which no one wants injuries on anyone, and particularly fans. You, this is real because I think it comes back to bite you. But he's got yeah. a bit of a cloud. He's under. A, no, I hate injuries on players. So, yeah. uh, there's a chance he could play. So depending how that goes, if he's named round one ruck and Hayes is the, the full forward, or. They don't go with a second ruckman under Ross the boss. Then I think he's got the attributes to be the second highest. How many ruckman. seasons do you reckon Tom Campbell's played? He was at North Melbourne for a while, but if I had to guess, I'd say eight. Twelve. Oh, that's more than I thought. 
<laughs> I think he had some big numbers in the VFL. Too, yeah, no, he, he, he used to do the Proust in the VFL. Absolutely dominate. All right, let's knock out these forwards. Yeah, go, sorry. Because these are the ones, all those players we've listed are all good performers from the year before and they're pretty heavily priced. Like, it's not like we talked about before, you want to start with maybe six to nine of these guys and which ones of those can you think can outperform what they did last year. The forward line is about, I think all six who I've got in my top six there's big potential for upside in all. So starting with Josh Duncan, we spoke about him last week. I think Lions have got him over there to be midfielder Josh Dunkley, not forward Josh Dunkley. Mm-hmm. They tried with Lions a year before too slow. Last year they tried with McCluggage. I realise he's better on the wing. Well, he's that. Bo- he's the game winner. They need, obviously, and you mentioned this, they need Bailey slash Rayner to be in the mould of a Shy Bolton, a Petrarca, Dugowie. But I yeah. think they're going to split 50-50 between each other. And I think that third role, obviously Neil's in there too, is Dunkley. And he, this is Dunkley who went 110 last year from 51% CBAs. If he can get that to 75, he tackles, he marks. I think he can definitely be the number one. And I'm not saying no one knows here. The tougher one to get a read on, which it doesn't on, high, on face value, but Timmy Taranto. I have 20 bucks on him to win the Brownlow, or 10 bucks. We wanted he backed up his other run. Do you see that? Nah. That, that's, uh, look, I think we've watched a fair bit of footy, Sal. Taranto, without knowing his history and his background, other than I thought he was like a real like a church choir boy, then came back one pre- after one preseason with a um, sleeve. sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> he he won, wins the time trials. I had no idea he was running ability. I don't think you see that in the games enough. He went back to back. So a new club. I'm all, I'm all in on Tim Taranto in fantasy and Real every life. other market, premierships and also Brownlow. So we talk system V play, and I made mention of this with a tweet during the year. Richmond, since 2017, which is... Oh, I saw this dynasty. on Twitter. That's five There's years. a little bit of back and forth. They've never had a midfielder average over 100. Yeah. You do look at their midfielders, who they had, who's pressed, who's done a hamstring every second week, so that's why he's you, probably You've probably got three down. or four games there. Cotchen, who just plays a team role, and Dustin Martin, who notoriously doesn't score well in fantasy because mm. all he does is runs forward, kicks good, kicks goals, but doesn't worry about doing the boring Match winning. And, yeah. So they haven't really had the cattle to score it. Or do you say... How, how far back did you go on those dates? 2017. So the year what? before that, Dustin Martin in 2016 had like a one... Uh, sorry, in 2017, Dustin Martin had a 110 year. Yeah. And they, they won the flag. The, the, the Lee Matthews type year is what they were calling it. Yeah. We and the then they realised, yeah. well, we don't need you, like you mentioned to Dugo- about Dugowie the year before when everyone was hot on him after his strong finish the year. Pendle said, well, we don't need Dugowie getting 35. Yeah. We, we need him getting yeah. forward to centre. It's easy to have 35 and run around the midfield than like it is to play half forward. Like you and yeah. like that obviously happened to Dustin Martin. So the question is, well... Is it system? Is it the players who aren't those natural fancy players? Well, Tim Taranto gets the tackles, gets the marks. I mm. think he's going to lose a few of those marks he bobs up for. Like you, Some of those, we yeah. mentioned last week, that game against Kangaroos, but some of those stats which the Giants players used to get, Whitfield, Kelly, Canelio, Taranto, these easy plus six marks. We spend too much time talking about well, the Giants, Dim, don't we? Dimmer's not <laughs> going to let them take those marks. No. It's like... Whack it in so no, but, but if he's such a good runner, he might also be rewarded by having to work his ass off rather than jog trotting around the whole over watching the football get kicked It'll back. He'll be and better forth. at a quick style. Yeah, yeah, he might be able to use his running ability. The other thing with him, or a couple of things with him, he was still he's a tackler. Like he's a he's a no one tackler and like he tackled top six numbers last year and he was obviously playing forty percent CBAs. He's gonna even if they don't get as many possessions, he's and get loses marks. He's still gonna probably get his six and a half, seven mm. tackles a game to get him a good score. 
the knock on it is they've got a fair, as much as I don't think they're real household names, Hopper's gone in, he can't play anywhere else but midfield. Yeah. Cochin, I know he's old, but he's going to probably have to play midfield. Oof. Bolton, they're going to want to sort of split 50 50. I still can't believe Bolton's season last year. 100 shots and goal or something. Yeah, pretty, almost 100 shots and goal. Taranto yeah. can play forward and play it okay. Take nah, the mark. Nah, you're not, you're not bringing him into okay. play as a battler forward. Well, I think the way he's running. <laughs> because they've got Tom Lynch and they've, say Frio got him in, right? And you said, oh, you might need him to play forward because there's no forwards. You go, well, okay, I can see that. Tom Lynch is there. Jack Rewalt's going around again. Dusty Martin, I think, will play forward predominantly because of the amount of midfielders that have come in. Bolton's a forward slash midfielder forward first. I, I can't see him really doing anything in the forward line other than maybe having a breather. Yeah, and I listened to old Tommy Sheridan. Uh, he had a podcast, I think, what's his one's called? Tommy Talks or something, with Timmy, and they talked about the trade, and he said, oh, that was a big reason for it, that yeah. he liked playing the role, but eventually it's like, shit, I'm, we've got 12 midfielders here. Yeah. So that was a reason. So I sounds like I'm contradicting myself. I think he is going to break that 100 Plus barrier. Yeah, no, I'd tick that box. Steve Cornelio, number three, last year, first half of the year, 30% centre bounces, 89 average. Leon went second half, 108 average on 70% CBAs. Lost Hopper, lost Torano, more midfield up for grabs, new coach. Who's their coach? Kingsley, who's come yeah. from the system. Yeah. So that's also the, the wary amount because a lot of Cornelio's, Bit, they all play the same. They get good tackles. That's why we talk about them too much because they get these great stats. Yeah. Not until you actually see how they get. He gets a lot of his pops up out of nowhere, takes his mark, which we love as fantasy coaches. But I don't think Kingsley's game style is going to let no, them chip no. around. But, but, but again, Cogs tackles. So 5.2 tackles last year with, on average, 49% CBAs. If he can get 70%, that's going to go up to a seven, which has been before. Devil's advocate slightly. First year coach, no pressure to win. I think the uh, the the mandate would be to develop kids. There's some high talent, high draft pick kid midfielders that need time. Tom Green, younger than that even. Um, Finn Callahan. Finn Callahan. Yeah, I think he might be more wing. Uh, no, but I'm just like they're going to be trying everything. Yeah, like everything. Like when I was young, I was wing with Clark. I would still say certain games. Get in there. You're, well, Geelong, for example, I still remember it. Geelong was killing it. Your midfield. To learn. Great. Ablett's going to have 50 on me. But stuck shit. you got to learn. What did like, he have? 42. Nah, nah, I wasn't actually on Ablett. It was Bartel. But anyway, but yeah, I think there's got to be a time where he goes, what, what does it matter if we lose by four goals if, if I can get the kids in? Yeah, yeah, good point. Just being devil's advocate well, on that Well, there's two devils. One, that kids in. Two, game style, new coach, Richmond model. So he's getting a bit of... Coverage at the moment, Cogs has been a, a flyer. It's it's one to watch in the preseason CBA role. The captain still flash. though, he's going to be given the um you know the key still. Next one's an interesting one. I'm actually calling a little bit. You, hopefully, your little bird at Hawthorne can give some more. Dylan Moore is he a midfielder in their next Premiership team? Twenty three year old. Um, oh, I think he's a very good player in their next Premiership model. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, th- Newcomb's not going to be a goal kicking mid. Ward's not going to be a goal kicking mid. McDonald could be. Then other kids. So I think they're going to get a lot of time. Oh, I, I'm time on Ward. I, I'm big on Ward. Yes. But um, no, I think I think more. He doesn't rely on anyone else either. He's a nose to the ground, hardworking. I think he's probably going to be doing the same thing he was at the end of last year. Well, he was a good scorer at the start of the year as a half forward and had a lot of questions come in. More, more, eighty-eight average pre-buy, and I was like, "Well, mate, like 
are just hard to rely on half forwards who aren't yeah. getting centre bounces. He's still averaging 88, which shows he knows how to find the footy. Yeah. Goes in the midfield, 42% second half of the year, 101 average. So if he keeps that, and that's only, it's not like he's playing 80%. He was that 50 50 split forward. And sometimes you strike gold as a coach, and I think they like I think they did. They went from a bloke who was a high pressure forward. It was known as elite too, like yeah. champion data were rating him as elite. Yeah, group. yeah, that, remember they did it. It was like him and Switkowski yeah. were the two jokes in the elite category. So I think he will. So if you were coaching, knowing you're not going to win the flag this year, mind you, quick one yeah. to Hawthorne. We're their supporters at the moment. I'm a new fan. Yeah, trying to get our photos for this season guide. Have to use the Wikipedia ones because they're copyright free, free mm. for use. Can't get done, which is all good and well, but I've still got Lockie Neal as a Frio. Frio. And then whoever's putting up these photos stopped five years ago, which when I first started three years ago, was fine because I only had a couple of years worth yeah. of missing. Now I've got Andy Brayshaw, who's the second best player in fantasy. In an AFL draft kit jumper. Missing a photo. No, zero photo. Like oh, a, nothing. A guess who sort of pitched yeah. So I reached out to all the clubs, said, look, are you able to provide, do this fundraiser for Starlight, season guide thing, need these photos, is what we do, missing these lists of players. Mm-hmm. Only one to get back to me, Hawthorne, 29 pitches, all named correctly, straight through, thanks for coming. Dylan Moore was one of them actually missing Maury. So we like, that. we're on them. But anyway, we're on they're them. not winning the flag this year. No, but Moore will play, it's 50-50. All right. And what are you doing with the other, Newcomb, Ward and McDonald? Uh, Ward, non-stop midfield. Uh, and I think you'll have a great season for, for. I think by the end of the season, we'll forget he was a second year player and go, oh, that was a good season. For Obviously, not in the, the A grade category, but you go, I can see what they've got there. Um, Newcomb, I think, might be the one who takes a little bit of a less chase the pill around, which is fine. I, eventually, his aggression and, and hard working will be overtaken by the actual talent of other players, I think. But having said that, I mean, he's not going to be stopped by anyone. He's still going to have a free run at the footy. Warple? Leave me out of it. Yeah. No idea. <clears throat> uh, last two, and both from the same club, and it's hard to... They've always been... They got drafted together. They've been spoken about together from the start. For the majority of their career, everyone's saying, well, Butters is the better pick. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Up until the last half of last year, it's always been rosy. But I've got Butters ahead, which, again, I'll, that could change <laughs> come seeing what their roles they have yeah. at the start of pre-season. But I've got but you him put coming together. in number five. Never really had a proper run in the midfield. He has his cracks. He gets injured. Injured a lot. Let's people. We just go so hard. Says me. But, yeah. <laughs> um, you were the save. I think you were no, he, slight. He, hard. he um, but he gets unlucky with like ankles and stuff and like knees from people sliding in. And you almost need to say to him as coach, look, you've proven that you're tough. Yeah. Just go, 90, we want 90%. We don't want 100% and you to play 12 games. So 38% CBAs for the year, which definitely had a look at it. But in the game, he had 59%. He scored a 137. Mm. 107 to finish the year on 36% CBAs. Like he, he, he's got the mark. I think he went two 110 pluses in the preseason. A lot of people started with him, then were let down. He had a one, had a big, that might have been that 137 round two and thought this, this is yeah. a breakout. Here we are. Then he got... He was sick one game. He sat forward. Didn't MCL. Yeah, did that MCL when he was on. He was off for a flyer too. I think yeah. it was halfway through the. Yeah. yeah, that was a personal interest that game. That so hurt. I think, like we talk about their midfield. Boke is spending less time in there. I think he'll go back forward. Ollie Wines will be there. I reckon he Ollie Wines will give a bit of a bump, but that might help Rosie and Butters get going. Yeah, and then Willem <clears> Drew. He had a lot of time in there. I think he's not. If they want to really challenge. Willem Drew's not getting 60%. So I think it's going to be Butters back to the 50-plus. 
And then the name which goes with him, who actually did show his yeah. score, is this Connor Rosie last year, who didn't just score. He won their BNF and came oh, out to be a genuine two, star. Two questions. You're at the draft table. You're at free or whatever. Who, who, who would you take, Rosie or Butters? I think Butters, mate. I you still take Butters? Rosie's what you want. You yeah. mentioned half an hour ago saying, what's the pinnacle for footy? It's that goal-kicking midfield, yeah. which is Rosie, not Butters. Just I like somebody who puts their head over the footy and just goes hard. I'm, I'm Rosie. Uh, who would you take? Then to Kane Corn's argument, Sam Walsh or the two boys? That's very good. You got me there because I was going to say Rosie over Walsh, but Walsh over Butters. There <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting on every fence possible. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me out of it. Rosie number six. Upsides there, obviously. The first five rounds of the year, I think they even talk about him getting drops, average 40-odd. Kenny Hinckley threw him in there and he went big. 108 to finish Had to too, though. Had to. Yeah, definitely had to because he had a down it's time, year. It's time to prove it. Well, yeah. He went 72 debut year. That's when they said better than Walsh. He then went 69, 68 the next oh, two the years. Oh, the dinner for two. <laughs> the dinner for two in year two. <laughs> and then 88 is what he's going to come in price at because that first half year, but the way he finished, 62% CBAs with a 102 post buy, and we talk about upside with price, where you want to start with which one of these best 22 you're starting with. He's ticking the boxes there. If I think he's actually going to see more than 62%. If it was me with yeah. him, is a Fantasia back, he might take more of that forward role. Willie. Willie, no, Junior. Yeah, I oh, saw you, Junior. And that's the 22. Uh, that is the 22. Now, I've got a quick five questions for you. I've just been thinking, who's one who you're calling, called right on? Called right on. Called right on. So, still a star player, but someone who you're just like, oh, no, nah, not this year, thanks. Let me... So, I've done all the... Project, it'd be good to actually do this with... Uh, with... Well, do you want to do a little segment next one, the Esky Cooler? Yeah, we'll do the Esky Cooler next week. Just I'm going to make a little a few, opener for you. A few who have missed... Who were top six averaging last year based on averages? So Sicily, I've got missing the top six defenders. Just, mind you, which is interesting because he finished the year in that year. That game he had like 18 marks and mm. doing what he wanted. Oh, I mean, you he know, got Sicily. Uh, Often AC, I was getting better as the season went on. Yeah, no, I've announced him as my favourite player or two. We love him. Yeah. My only thing with him is you'd see it early in the year when Sam Mitchell clearly has his eye in five years' time. Mm. Does he want. Sean, not Schoenberg, Scrimshaw, Bramble, Will Day. Does he want a few of those guys taking some kick-ins, getting some experience? Or does he still want... Big year for Will Day. Big year for Will Day. Day. Um, No, I think Sicily's one of the best kicks in the comp. So keep him there. But you're not trying to win, though. No, but you're not trying to be shit. You're just naturally not great. He's still trying to win. He's still trying to win. He just don't have the capabilities. He's going to have a lot of chances to kick it in because I think oh, he might have, back he, there a bit. So that's where he could be top six. But I've, I've top six from last year, I've got him dropping out. If you want some cause, he's a kind mm. of cause. Witherden, who shouldn't, should be on totals, but he was the sixth yeah. highest average last year on points. But I don't know if he's in him on Friday night. Nice fella. Yeah, he loves fella. his fantasy footy. Yeah, good fella. Gets around the boys. Aaron Hall's an interesting name too because apparently... God knows what Clark goes... God well, knows what Clark goes going to do. Tweets saying, um, tweet saying he's playing halfback flank and match him. I know he will, but, but and Clarko might just Oh, here's love one. It. Here's your caller. Yeah, so I've right. got a few for you. So the people who finished top eight last year I've got not in there as it currently stands. Zach Merritt I've got missing by one spot because I think there's so many who can run through there. I think Parrish will get more of the ball. I think they'll start playing Hobbs. Leave me out of Parrish... Forever yeah. in a day. 
So I've got Zach Merritt just missing. I yeah. think I've got him number nine. And then Lockie Neal, who was the I eighth, noticed you didn't have him in there, yeah. Eighth highest scorer last year. On averages, I've got him 18th. Right. And what have you got with uh, Merritt? Merritt, I've got him ninth. So I, he's just, sorry, just dropped one there. He's yeah, pretty much there. Neal, it's more we saw it in the back half last year. That, and that's why Dunkley's going to come so important to them because they didn't have anyone else who's important. They just tagged him, beat Neal, beat the um, yeah. Lions. Which we, we used to sit there going to Brisbane, watch Brisbane games. Lockie Neal have 15 at quarter time. You're like, what are you doing? Well, the Melbourne, next best is seven. Just stop it. Melbourne tagged him twice. One with Harms, one with yeah. Brayshaw during the it's home and away. 10 goals. Beat them. Yeah. Come the final, didn't tag yeah, him. It, it, and he, they beat him. Anyway, so I think he's going to get tagged more and he's going to have a fall. Uh, Ruckman, Max Gorn is the only one, and that's obvious why I think he's going to drop from the top two because he's now playing with him. And Isaac Heaney was top six average. So did you mention who your second Ruckman was? Yeah, it's Marshall. Oh, of course. The one I've got dropping who was a top six averaging player was an Isaac Heaney who we all thought was going to play midfield. Did play a bit of midfield to start the year last year, nah, but then he's, he's a forward because I've got enough young gun. They're good, those Swannies, those young gun uh, Swannies. So that's it. That's a 22. Uh, hope you enjoyed that. There's obviously a bit more content to come. There'll be a newsletter coming up shortly. There'll be a super coach for those super coaches. We need the debut super coach pod for the season. Get that kicking because I'm also doing the comments for the super coach this year on the season guide. So I feel like a little bit more in it this year. Uh, the next pod will be a player request pod. So I'll put the tweet out and email out. You respond for any player and we're going to talk about the most uh, requested players one-on-one who we think and how we think they're going to go. Then it'll be season guide time. Still on track, early Feb, get that live. Pre-orders mentioned last week, they're still available. 100% up to four wishes to Starlight for these pre-orders, so get on that, which will help us do the good cause. And unless there's something from you, Zave, that's it from me. Uh, all good for me. Are you coming over to mine at some stage for a little stubby this afternoon? We might sneak there. Yeah, get in the pool. Get yeah. in the blower. Bring the tin lids. Alrighty, cheers, guys. Uh, all the best. Beep. <laughs>